Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode... 11. 11 of Charmed. Blinded by the White Lighter. Okay, so, uh, it's not bad, I guess. It's a filler episode. It's, you know, when you got a 22-episode season order, sometimes, sometimes you get episodes that... It's it's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. So should we talk about it? Yeah, okay. Let's get into it. So the episode opens with Piper and Prue brewing. Yeah, and they're brewing something gross because it's a potion that involves bat guano, and that's disgusting. Maybe don't do that in the kitchen. Like, I know the kitchen's your... Maybe they should have a place to brew potions that's not the kitchen. Yeah, like the new white lighter. Spoiler alert for this episode, the charmed ones get a new white lighter, kind of. But the new white lighter acts all weirded out by the fact that they brew potions in the kitchen, which I would think would be a normal thing. But you know what? It does make sense to have a separate room for this. Yeah. Yeah. They even say that they maybe shouldn't have done this right before breakfast. Hmm. But they have to because it's a potion for Phoebe who has to go meet with the DA investigator and they want her to... Slip him a little something to see if he's a demon. Yeah, with... Back... That's so gross. That's so gross. Yes, they are sneak feeding a man bat poop. That's pretty... It's 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 pretty gross. But they make a joke. Leo comes in the room and he's like, oh, what's that smell? And they're like, it's breakfast. Eh, eh, eh. And it was like, oh, God. It's because I'm from the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. You think I'm going to find that sort of thing funny because I'm from the 50s, 40s. From before humor? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say because it's, it feels sexist. I, I don't know if it is. Like, oh. I don't think it is. I think it's just annoying. If anything, it feels like 90s humor. So Piper is being all grumpy with Leo because he didn't come home last night. And he's like, I was working. And she's like, and I guess you can't tell me about your work. And he's like, no, I can't. Do you want me going out there telling my other charges about you? And she's like, this is terrible. No human would ever have to date another human who would be doing work that would keep them away from home or be confidential. I am the only person who has ever had to deal with this turmoil. I was going to say, hey, Piper, if you ever heard of therapists, but I mean. Yeah, that was kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. No, no. My point is, maybe she hasn't. Right? Anyway, Piper then cuts her finger and because she's so mad and leo heals it even though he shouldn't because it wasn't committed by evil okay 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 i know we've talked this to death and we will continue to talk this to death for the rest of the show actually i think this gives us an answer so but please go on go on okay so i've gotten the impression in the past this has obviously not always been consistent but i've gotten the impression in the past that healing was like a cleric thing And he kind of had to ask the elders for permission first. So I think what's actually going on is... Mm -hmm. As far as what he has the power to do, it's a lot broader than what he has the permission to do. So that's why we see him doing things that it's like, wait, I thought White Lighters could only heal if... 
it was... If it was an injury incurred in the battle against evil. Right. And it's so like, Leo oh, no, no, you're only supposed... To, that's the rule, not the limitation on your power. So, Leo, uh... It's just, it's weird when his powers are, like, enforced and when they're not. Like, he can heal pipes, but he can't heal that guy who got turned into an owl who got shot. And he can only heal Cole's human half. Okay, well, that's a power limitation. He can only heal humans. That that part is... Except when he's healing pipes. Yeah, I mean, that... Or later in the show, the P3 sign. I got nothing. Of course, maybe that's one of his other weird powers that only show up occasionally. Dude can fly, and it almost never comes up. Maybe the only healing humans thing is a rule, and he was just being really... A dick about it with Cole. Oh, well, you're half human, so how about if I half heal you? Okay, I should wait to until we get Paige to talk about this. But there's a bit where he and Paige join forces to heal Cole because Leo can only heal Cole's human half, but Paige is also half human, so maybe her half will offset his half. Something which makes absolutely no sense and yet somehow works. <laughs> That is the logline for Charmed, right? I guess. Something that makes absolutely no sense and yet somehow works. You know what? I feel like Cold getting his human half healed should be enough to kind of cover him. Like The demon half should just, like... Regenerate on its own. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, but... if Leo heals his human half, he should not be injured enough to have to worry about dying. That's mm. what I think. Yeah. But the reason that I brought up that I think this might be a rule instead of a power limitation hmm. is because we are going to meet another white lighter in this episode. And when she finds out about the healing, she's like, oh, was it an evil knife, Leo? So that's what makes me think it's a rule, not a... Yeah, yeah. Which, again, nothing about the white lighters is ever consistent in this show. Right. Yeah. Also, God, I'm... I didn't care for this episode when we watched it. I didn't dislike it, but mm -hmm. I'm weirdly excited to talk about the main bad guy's plan. Because it's a terrible plan. It's a terrible plan. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got about running a role-playing game is always know what your antagonist is doing. Then, no matter what nonsense the players come up with, you know what would happen because you know where your antagonist is. Hmm. And in the same way, it's kind of fun sometimes to watch things and go, wait, wait, wait. What was your plan here? Like, clearly the writers didn't understand that they need to know what their antagonist was doing. Okay, so I feel like the demon in this episode's goal is basically, he's like some mid-level demon who's like, you know how I'm going to make a name for myself? I'm going to overthrow heaven. And he's powerful enough so that his plan will work, but he's too... I'm trying to think of a good he's, way to say... He's the Elizabeth Holmes of demons, right? Elizabeth Holmes, the... Cre the, the Theranos lady. The th Theranos lady, right? So he took one college class and he was like, Ooh, wait, I just figured out how to kill the elders. I'm going to drop out and since my dad was a big wig at Enron, I'll get somebody to finance my evil plot. Okay, yes, it is, like, what What was the, like, microfluidics or whatever was yeah. the one class she took where she's like, oh, 
this is really easy. I can just do this. And her professor was like, maybe take more than one class. Yeah, her before. professor was like, microfluidics are way more complicated than that. And she was like, nope, nope, I've heard enough. I'm done yeah. with college. Yeah, this this guy heard that dark lighter venom was a thing that killed white lighters. And he's like, oh, I know how to overthrow heaven. I'm just going to overthrow heaven. And then everyone will be really impressed with me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so basically this demon makes so much sense to me now that I've realized he's Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, we've turned around. This is the best <laughs> episode Charmed ever did. Anyway. They give Phoebe the potion they were making for her. Remember back when we were talking about what's actually happening in the scene? Yes. Uh, Phoebe is meeting with the police guy who's investigating Cole's disappearance. No. Okay. So he's actually a DA. He's from the DA's office. Mm. And he's investigating Cole's disappearance. But also specifically because he's like, wait, who was this guy we hired? We called his references, and it turns out they all died hundreds of years ago. I'm sorry, like, 40 years ago. Cole's not that old. Right, but, I yeah. I mean, he, he's older than humans, but who isn't? But, yes, the lesson is don't hire someone without checking their references. But this potion that they give to Phoebe will let her know if the DA investigator is a demon or not. Yes, it will start choking him, and well, when it does, she needs to just run. Because if it starts choking him, he's a demon. And she's really nervous because, like, what if he's and, a... And presumably he's choking because he's a demon and not because he just drank bat poop. Right? Right? Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be terribly ironic if he was allergic to one of the other ingredients? <laughs> uh. Like rain on your wedding day. Anyway, Phoebe is nervous, though, not because this guy might be a demon, but because he might be a human who's actually suspicious about where Cole is, and she killed Cole. Honestly, this works both ways, because she's afraid that, uh, her sisters think that she's afraid that they might find out she killed Cole, but she's worried that they might find out Cole's still alive. Right, well, so she's like, I'm just gonna practice saying, as far as I know, Cole is alive and well, and her sisters are like... Why do you look so guilty saying that? <laughs> yeah, you need to work on that. You look super guilty right now. Oh, poor Phoebe. Poor, poor Phoebe. I mean, I really do feel for her. I, I, I think it was a lot of her sisters to expect her to kill her lover, especially when it's not certain that he was actually evil. She's not Buffy. Hmm. And Prue's kind of really emotionally dismissive of Phoebe, in regards to the murdering Cole thing, she makes a joke about Phoebe being dumb now that she's a blonde. She She's like, it takes you so much longer to catch up or whatever now that you're blonde. It's a very odd, not, it doesn't seem like a friendly barb. It seems like just a barb. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, I get that as soon as Piper found out that her boyfriend was a warlock, she was able to, like, her fiance, even. Yeah, she was able to, like, turn on a dime and kill him and, like, move on with her life. But the whole situation with Cole is more complicated. Mm -hmm. Anyway, things that are not complicated are... Hey, speaking of blonde women... Oh, there you go. Blonde women. Either either dead or evil. And uh, this this is a good witch, so things are not looking great for her. Although, honestly, when 
We say either dead or evil, but if you're if you're evil, then dead is also kind of a follow-up to that. Yeah, yeah, basically. Anyway, the the demon of this episode shows up and he fights her and we see that she is a witch and that her power is her power is deflection, which for all intents and purposes looks like the power that uh Prue has when she uses her telekinesis to throw fireballs back at people. Yeah, she basically creates a little energy shield that just reflects powers. Or deflects, I suppose. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the demon of the episode shows up and he throws an energy ball at her and she, you know, bounces it back. And he's like, oh, She's like, oh, that was easy. And then he shows up behind her and he's like, haha, I also have the ability to make clones. Stab, 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 stab. Yeah, and, and her, her white lighter shows up literally seconds after she's killed. Like... Ace is there. Great job, Natalie. Oh, man. I mean, but, I, I, I feel bad for her, though. Yeah, like, it sucks, but also... Also, I, I, I guess deflection doesn't work on knives. Well, I mean, he surprised her and he grabbed her from behind. Mm. So, basically, Natalie in this episode... Natalie is the name of the other white lighter. And she is like... Wesley Wyndham Price in his first appearance. Yes. Oh my god, such strong Wesley vibes. Yes, she comes in and she, like, she's the by-the-book white lighter who wants to to do the job the way that the job is supposed to be done and doesn't understand that sometimes when you have charges like the Charmed Ones, you gotta play it fast and loose, by which I mean have sex with your charges. Do not do that, Leo. Whatever. Yeah, she's like Wesley if Wesley died in his first appearance when they were fighting that uh yeah what was that guy he like he was he was very fat but he had telekinesis because parts of buffy have not aged great okay so i don't remember his actual name i remember that buffy thought the name was taquitos no you're thinking of kikistos which was the uh, vampire that was hunting down faith that is who i thought Kikistos is the uh, guy who's, he's a vampire who's so old that his uh, hands are cloven. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I am confused, because I thought Kikistos was the one you just described. No, that, that, uh, that's the episode where Faith accidentally kills the mayor's assistant. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I completely don't know the name of the demon that they're looking for. Yeah, but he, he had telekinesis, and he yeah was very fat, and Giles made fun of him for that, because... It was the 90s, and that's how things worked, I guess. Yeah. Not not great. Not great. Parts of Buffy have not aged well. Lots of parts of Buffy have not aged particularly well. Yeah. Ugh. So, back at the manor, Piper is continuing to give Leo a hard time. She's like, what are you doing today? Where are you going? Who are you working with? Just tell me something! I, I'm your fiancé, I deserve to know the details of your charges' lives. I mean, in Piper's very, very vague defense, we do know that Leo likes sleeping with his charges. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying Leo's the cheating type. I'm just saying I kind of understand where Piper's coming from. It's, it... it to, to do, go back to the thing we mentioned earlier, it's kind of like if Leo was a therapist, but he and Piper met when she started doing therapy with him. Which would be wildly unethical. 
And that's ba- yeah, yeah, that's yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I agree. Although I know we've already we've talked it to death how the white lighter system inherently works against the people within it because in order to heal the people, uh, you have or- to love them. Yeah, in order to heal your charges, you have to love them. So there, and I know there's lots of different kinds of love, but it does seem like it is kind of stacking the system against. Yeah, although you know, having said that, and and having agreed with that in the past. Since you made the therapist analogy, mm-hmm. I kind of want to bring up transference. Like, you have a really intimate relationship with your therapist. You tell them things you don't tell anyone else. And so it's very common for people to start to feel romantic feelings for their therapist. Mm. Yet the therapist is expected to behave in an ethical manner and not cross any lines or take advantage of that. So, I don't know, maybe Leo should just be a touch more ethical, I guess, is what I'm saying. You've watched a lot of Frasier. Did Frasier ever cross that boundary? Because I feel like it would be hard with the whole radiotherapy thing, but it's also a boundary I could very, very easily see Frasier crossing. Okay, well, yes, uh, not in, not on Frasier, but uh, Diane was his patient. Ugh. Yeah. So, Yeah. He he enters he enters the Cheers verse violating that boundary. God. Although I do have to say, um, the ethical rules currently are that you can't date someone even if they are a former patient. But I do know that it used to be that you couldn't date anyone who was a current patient. You used to be able to date someone who was a former patient. It was just looked down upon. But then, like, whatever board oversees that was like, no, you know what? The balance can never be you know, evened out. You can't date them ever. And I don't know if that was before or after him dating Diane on Cheers. Ah. So... But it was still bad. Not to go on another divergent built off of that, but... Uh Uh-huh. Another tangent, rather, but... Uh... So there's this show called Raising Hope. Yes. About this guy who gets a one-night stand pregnant, and it turns out that she's a serial killer, and after she's executed by the state, he has to take care of the baby by himself. I'm aware that that is the conceit of the show, and it weirds me out every time you bring it up. Okay, so there's a bit, like, a couple seasons in, where uh, the serial killer's uh, parents start trying to get custody of the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well off. And it turns out that the dad is a uh, therapist who started dating one of his patients. Oof. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he goes to, uh, hands up going to jail because he tries to kidnap the baby. But they're like, okay, why would we give you the baby when your daughter turned out to be a serial killer? And he's like, yes, but she was a serial killer who went to college, which is a line that sticks in my head a lot. Wow. Well, I mean, the argument there is that clearly... She had the serial killer gene. So it doesn't matter because Hope already has the serial killer gene. That's it. That's a Riverdale reference. Yes. That was also an episode of Raising Hope though, where they were worried that she might be uh, become a serial killer like her mom. But uh, Kate Micucci. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She's on the show. She's like, no, all babies are like that. That's not a... Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Babies and toddlers are... All id. Yes, exactly. And they don't understand that other people have different emotions, so. Yeah, yeah. 
So back at the manor. Yes, back at the manor. Leo and Piper are about to kiss because Leo's trying to, like, calm Piper down. He's trying to calm down his hysterical woman. And they're about to kiss when Natalie orbs in and is like, hey, uh, I need your help. And I love how Prue comes flying into the room ready to beat the crap out of Natalie. And Leo's like, no, wait, she's 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 good. She's another wet later. And Prue's like, oh, oh, OK. And Leo's like, she's not just a white lighter. She's my very good friend. And we fought together in World War II. And we've worked together ever since. And I know I've never mentioned her because I can't because of... <laughs> This is my old friend from out of town. I just, I, I feel for Piper right now. Weird that uh, Natalie's not a blonde. Well, she, she does die, it's true. I was gonna say she's not evil, but yeah, she does die. She's a redhead. I don't know, I think she has to be a redhead because she has to be someone that can be coded as sexually available. Even though everything else about her is, like, buttoned up, straight lace. See, that's interesting because I feel like the way they play her as as a very sexless companion to Leo. Right, but that's why they had to give her red hair so that Piper had something to latch her jealousy onto. No, but that's the thing. I don't feel like Piper's ever jealous of Natalie as a romantic rival. I feel like she's jealous because Natalie has this role in Leo's life that Piper doesn't. Mm. She can be a confidant in ways that Piper can't be. Got it. Yeah, I was really reaching there. It's honestly just because, probably because the actress has red hair. Red hair, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a cigar is just a woman with red hair. So, Leo and Natalie get into an argument in their secret white lighter clicking language. Yeah, so apparently white lighters have a secret language that they can communicate in. And Natalie tells them to go get their book from their ritual room. and Yeah, she's like, yes, regulations state that you must keep it in a protected space, which first of all, it is. It's in like the most, well, honestly, they never put up wards, but. But it can't be removed from the house. Yeah, and like. And B of all. I'm sorry, are you putting regulations on the Charmed Ones? Because their power doesn't derive from you. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. You can go to war with them, but you can't take their powers away. Yeah, like, your job is to guide. Like, you're, you're, you're not... You can't turn... Yeah, like, like you said, you can't turn their powers off. They're not, like elders to what uh, they're not like white lighters to elders that's not the situation right and it's not even it's not even the situation of watchers to slayers where you did a really creepy ritual and created them even though buffy still was like oh you know what i'm the slayer <laughs> fuck you guys yeah witches and white lighters although they work together are separate they yeah. were created separately the uh it, which, which is why I get we don't see a ton of this later, but it's why witches are only one thing white lighters cover. The, uh... Like, Leo also had that kid who had the destiny with the enchanted rod thing. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I guess is witch adjacent, but... Honestly, the elders are so terrible. I feel like if I was one of the charmed ones, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I think you're right. There is a war coming. Are you sure we're on the right side? To, to quote 
to quote the first X-Men movie. Yes, but uh, we, we don't actually see an elder until, gosh, like season four, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. I guess it's not that far away. But... Not yet, not for, far from where we are. But it takes a while. Actually, no, I, I don't think we see one until, uh, I don't think we see one until Piper gives birth to Wyatt. Mm. Well, I mean, remember when Leo goes through his weird emo phase? Are you talking about the whole Avatar thing later? I am. Yeah. Well, then he's just killing elders left and right. Oh, no, I'm just saying, maybe the Charmed Ones should have thrown in with the Avatars. Well, okay, 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 we have to, we can't get into this. We need to actually talk See, about... See, this is what happens when the episode is just a nothing but a fluff. We, we, we delve deep into the mythology of Charmed, and oh. it, it does not bear too, too much delving. I, I thought you were going to say this is what happens when the episodes are about white lighters, because that's just a whole mess. That is true. So, meanwhile, Phoebe is poisoning a DA internal affairs guy. Yeah, yeah. And she puts the stuff in his tea, and he takes a drink, and he starts choking. And she's like, oh no, he's a demon! And he's like, oh, sorry. It's just hay fever. Also, this tea is disgusting. One would imagine. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, he starts talking to her about Cole. He's like, hey, um, I can't tell you anything because... Ongoing this... investigation. But Cole seems not so on the up and up, and also we're not sure he's dead, and have you heard from him? You know, all the stuff you expect. And Phoebe's like, no, no, we had a perfectly normal relationship. There was nothing weird about him at all. And he's like, um, we found some weird shit in his apartment. And Phoebe's like, this is totally new information. I didn't know any of this. I've, uh, never been in his apartment. I don't even know where he lives. And the is like, why are you so nervous? And Phoebe... Why wouldn't she be nervous? You're questioning her about her missing boyfriend. Even assuming that she had nothing to do with it, her boyfriend went missing. That is a nerve-wracking situation. Right? Her boyfriend who was apparently lying to her about quite a lot. Well, and the DA investigator tries to, like, lean on that. He's like, look, if you're hiding something, you shouldn't because Cole is dangerous and he could hurt you. And you should definitely let me know what's going on. It's not gonna end well for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what happens to this specific guy who's trying to find out what, you know. But I'm assuming he dies at some point. I don't. I don't remember either. But yeah, I also assume. Cause like best case scenario, amnesia. But I think he's probably gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. So back at the manor, Natalie is explaining the the guy that they're chasing. Yes. Uh, he's he's such a strange warlock or demon whatever he is because he kills witches and steals their powers which is like literally it's what every demon and warlock does it's like their main thing it's the working retail of being a, de a retail slash food service of being a demon slash warlock like everyone does it at some point but yeah Prue telekinetically flips through the book, and Natalie looks super pissed about this. <laughs> Natalie does not approve of the casual way that Charmed Ones do witchcraft. Uh, okay, that is, like, total nonsense, because... And, and, and it's not just Natalie's nonsense, it's nonsense in the whole show. Um, 
you know what you have to do when you have powers? Practice how to use them? Yeah, 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 again, it's the weird thing with personal gain, but she's disapproving of Prue using her telekinesis to look through the book. Why? Why Why should Prue not do that? Especially because she immediately finds the guy. Uh, do you mind if I share with you the plot of a Sabrina the Teenage Witch comic strip? Go for it. Okay, so apparently Sabrina is, is doing this deal, right? Where she's just using her powers for every little thing. And her aunts warn her that her powers are going to burn out if she does that too much. Like, like she's got a battery and it's going to b- burn out. Mm-hmm. But she keeps doing it anyway. And then Della comes. Della, the, uh, the head, head witch. witch. Right. And she's like, hey, we don't think Sabrina's evil enough, so we want to test her. And her aunts are like, oh no, she's never going to pass because she's definitely not evil. And Della goes around and like starts doing all of this evil stuff, like making children drop their ice cream. And because Sabrina's powers are, are burnt out, she can't do anything about it. And Della's like, damn, that bitch is cold. <laughs> uh. That only tangentially relates, but I, that, that, that strip, that, that Sabrina the Teenage Witch strip is more entertaining than this episode of Chart. A lot of the early Sabrina stuff holds up pretty well. I mean, as long as it's Dan DiCarlo, like, they switch artists and it, it's just unreadable. There's this one panel where it looks like Sabrina has these, like, little weird elf hands because her arms are supposed to i think they're supposed to be foreshortened but it just looks like she has really tiny arms so i don't know who did this particular strip because this is a thing that i remember from my childhood days of reading archie double digest so uh, it was just in an archie double digest uh if Della was in it it was probably Dan carlo if the art wasn't completely terrible it was probably Dan carlo i didn't notice the art being terrible as a child i didn't notice that kind of thing but yeah. no i think i know what uh what one you're talking about though Della is such an underutilized oh my god we need to get back to charmed <laughs> anyway the sisters uh the two sisters who are there uh prue and piper are talking about their plan and Natalie's like, um, this isn't a plan that fits in with the way that we're trained to fight people. What are you talking about? Their plan was just find the guy and beat the crap out of him. Which, I mean, I guess isn't the greatest plan ever because you need to have the right rhyming couplet or it won't work. But Well, also their plan is to take him out before he can use any of the many, many powers he has. I do like that they they note the different women he's killed, the different witches he's killed, and how there's all these time gaps and how he was looking for specific powers, which you'd think would kind of factor into the episode more, but it doesn't really. No, not really. Because they're like, why does he have these big time gaps? It's like he's looking for these specific powers and it's like eh. mm, i mean honestly it doesn't seem like he's really got that many more powers than a regular demon i know right because he has the duplication thing he has your classic demon energy bolt he has transmogrification yeah which shape-shifting uh, shape-shifting which i'm sorry everyone can do leo can shape-shift or it's possibly true. another ca- underutilized power of leo's or possibly cast glamours but tomato tomato and um, now he has, did you say deflection already? Now he has deflection from the witch he just killed. Yeah, now he, which, honestly, he's been active for quite some time, we know from the the book. It's kind of sad that those are the only powers he's got. I mean, are, you, are you critiquing his kill count? Yeah, I mean, maybe you won't get the big powers, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe flame fingers would come in handy at some point. Yeah. Like, there's no reason not to kill a ton of lower level witches 
and or demons to, you know, get their powers. Yeah. Leo's like... Like blinking, okay. something which would come in handy, or any teleportation, really. Yeah. Leo's like, hey, you know, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing to do things by the book. And they're like, stop trying to look cool in front of the other white lighter. You never suggest that we do things by the book, because this isn't your job. Yeah, Natalie's like, we're under strict orders to keep all witches locked down. My witch didn't listen to me, and now she's dead. I know you, uh... You're high off your victory over Balthazar because he took out the triad, but you're as vulnerable as any other witch, and if you go out there, he'll kill you for sure, which... I know you think you're great because you took out Balthazar, but listen, the triads were a bunch of punks, so... Well, I like that her big thing about them taking out Balthazar is, like, it's a big deal because he took out the triad, but he was, like, a... He was not, like, a big big wig but he was a pretty big wig like the book of shadows was like red flags all over the place super danger this guy's a it feels weird that they called him like a demonic a a demon of fortune a paid assassin it's like isn't all aren't all demons kind of that but wait no i know i know that's not the case because some demons specifically serve other demons like out of loyalty or because they're part of their organization and some demons just do it for love of the game but, like, Cole was a... Balthazar was, like, a respectable threat in and of himself. You don't have to keep on looping in the triad. Right. The triads suck. Cole was... Cole killed them all while he was fairly injured. Like, yeah, right? Like, come on. <laughs> Taking out Balthazar is a feat in and of itself. Yes. Also, they've been doing this for, like, three years, and they've... They've taken out a bunch of upper-level-ish demons... They didn't, yeah. I guess they didn't take out Tempest, but... They survived. They took out Barbus. Granted, it didn't stick, but, I mean... Well, it did. It's just that, apparently, demons get, like, a do-over. Yeah, they've taken out... Wedding from Hell's... Probably uh, yeah. still in... Hec- Hecate. Hecate, because they pronounced it wrong. Hecate, who was a demon in this... And not the goddess of witches, like she should be, but... <laughs> Anyway, Piper's tired... Buffy got it right. <laughs> Piper is tired of Natalie's nonsense and freezes her, which I do have to say, that seems really rude. Yes. She freezes her and she's like, Leo, I'm sorry, I don't have to take this. Like, I am a professional witch. I may not like it all the time, but I do my job and I like to think that I do it well as is demonstrated by me still being alive after, like, three years of doing this. I don't need to sit here and listen to this. And she walks out of the room. Yeah, she storms off, and as she's storming off, she does this little flouncy thing with her hand to unfreeze Natalie, who's like, wait, what? And Prue has this, like, childish grin on her face, and she's like, she froze you. Okay, okay, so then... Leo goes after Piper and is like, look, if you want to freeze me in bed for sex reasons, that's one thing. But you can't just go around freezing people willy-nilly. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I know that normally we say stuff like that and it's like a joke, but Leo literally says that here. Which, I guess it's good it's consensual. We know that she was doing this back when she thought he was just a handyman. But... He, he literally says, if you want to freeze me in bed for your own pleasure, that's one thing. Like, dude. I mean, it's nice to know he's game for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, do, that... do, do, do you think the White Lighter's self-healing powers make the refractory period shorter? No. Because it's not an injury. Okay. Although it is done by evil, right? Because <laughs> it is Piper. <laughs> God. Woof. Woof. But, yes, uh, Leo's like, look... I know that Natalie seems like a giant pain in the ass, but she's a friend of mine, and she's just trying to do what's right, and also her charge just died, so maybe cut her a little slack. And Piper's like, you know, if her charge just died, maybe she should rethink whether or not what she's doing is, you know, correct, which... Piper, yeah, right? Piper doesn't actually say, but it's weird that Natalie acts like she's, you know, the best white lighter ever when... I mean, granted, maybe she has a long history of being really good and not losing charges, but the one example of white lightering we've seen out of her thus far was her showing up too late to stop a charge from dying. Right. So, Phoebe gets home, and she's like, hey, Leah, when you have a second, I want to talk to you about something. And in the solarium, Prue is scrying, and Natalie's like, you can't scry for a demon, which is the first time I'm hearing of this. Yeah, seriously, is, is that a thing? Why wouldn't you be able to scry for demons? But Prue's like, I'm not scrying for a demon. I'm scrying to find your witch's power. And look, there it is. That's where our demon is. And really, at this point, Natalie should just take a seat. It's embarrassing. It's, there's so much better than you at this, which... Which is saying a lot. Uh, well, especially you've been doing this longer. But... Again, I do really like how competent the Charmed Ones are being in this sort of run of episodes. Mm -hmm. Because normally they're, uh, not normally, but like, I feel like we've really seen them grow over the course of this show. Mm -hmm. They've really kind of stepped into their roles as demon fighters. And I just, I like how casually good they are at what they do in this run of episodes. Well, so it is... I am going to give this episode a compliment because the the real conflict of this episode is not this warlock who is taken out pretty easily. Warlock, demon, whatever. The real conflict of this episode is the relationship that Natalie and Leo have and the effect it's having on Piper. And the reason, as you said, that Piper is getting upset is because they have this shorthand, they work so well together, they, you know, know each other's moves and they're able to jump in without even having to say anything. And the episode is showing us that the sisters have that, too. And I, I like that. That's a, It's a good counterpoint. Again, this isn't a bad episode. It's just not, strictly speaking, a necessary episode. Mm-hmm. And I guess I appreciate kind of the... It is an exploration of the Piper and Leo dynamic a little bit. But it doesn't feel like a super necessary thing. Nah. This doesn't really affect their relationship that much outside of them. I guess they officially get the clear from the elders to be together, which I kind of forgot was a thing that was in question. Cause... Yeah, they were like on probation before. But they haven't acted any different, so it's not really like getting off probation makes a big difference, except they can actually plan the wedding now, Yeah, I guess. now they can get married. Okay, I guess. I mean, wasn't the main reason they were getting married to, you know, stop the elders from breaking them up? They were going to get married in secret to keep the elders from breaking them up because once they were joined in the eyes of God, even the elders couldn't do anything about it. What what God what God has joined, let no elder put asunder. 
Um, but the elders found out about that and intervened before they could do that. And they argued their case for love, so the elders put them on probation. Okay, but just, they know that they don't have to get married now, right? But they love each other. No, like, it's fine that they do get married, but... There's... It's true. It, it, I mean, marriage is important because there are so many legal rights that are tied up to marriage. Basically, marriage, you're legally making someone your next of kin, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're telling the state, we are family and all sorts of benefits should flow because of that. A lot of insurance stuff. Yeah, insurance stuff. Also, um, you know, probate stuff. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, paternity stuff is... Mm affected by marriage in a lot of states, including the one we live in. Um, but Leo's dead. Yeah. So none of that matters. But no, it's, it's fine. They can get married, whatever. It's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with them getting married as an expression of their love or whatever. <laughs> their love or whatever. I think that's what it said on their wedding invitations. <laughs> Please come join us in a celebration of Piper and Leo's love or whatever. <laughs> I mean, they had their wedding in the house. Um, I'm sorry, their house is, like, the nexus. It's a super important place. Also, even though it's, like, a totally normal-looking craftsman, remember that episode with the architect who was like, oh my god, this house is of so much historical importance. That is true. A very fa- a very famous murder happened there by their direct ancestors. Oh yeah, that too. I mean, that house is just on all sorts of historical registers, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, the sisters go into the alley to fight the demon, and of course, you know, he clones himself, and... Phoebe got a premonition of him killing a bald guy. Right. And she's like, oh no, he's killing another witch, a dude witch. Is that a thing? Are there dude witches? And Fur's like, yeah, remember that little boy Max who I said I was going to mentor and then I never saw again? He had psychokinesis, his mom died, and Phoebe's like... But anyway, they're going to save this bald man from, uh... From the demon, except, uh-oh, he's a dark lighter. Yeah, so basically this demon, and you know what? More power to this demon. Um, actually, wait, no, I take that back. For a second, I was confused about what he did. Uh, this demon summoned a dark lighter specifically so he could kill him and steal his dark lighter powers. But it would have been an even better plan for him to summon the dark lighter knowing the charmed ones would get a prophecy about it then take off and let the charmed ones get taken out by the dark lighter i feel like they kind of had the situation in hand it's true they did they had him frozen before anything but in fact they froze him thus allowing the demon to show up and be like oh great that was a freebie thanks for the crossbow now i have dark lighter powers (laughs) yep anyway so now the charmed ones have to come back to the manor and be like hey leo um, we didn't kill the demon, and also now he has dark letter powers. I mean, they didn't make anything actively worse. Accor- I mean, according to Phoebe's premonition, he was going to get the bow anyway, so. It's true. It's true. Anyway, Natalie's all like... This is what happens when you don't follow the rules. The situation could have been well in hand, but no, instead you had to ruin everything. Which... Well, like, I, no, it's worse than that, because she's like, Leo, how could you let this happen? And it's like, I'm sorry, he's not the boss of us. 
Yeah, he is not the boss of them. And also, like, they didn't actively make the situation worse or anything. They just didn't resolve the problem. Right. Like, it's not great, but it's not like they made anything worse. And then Natalie tries to, like, guilt them. She's like, you're the charmed ones. It's your duty to, to work for good, which means you have to listen to what the elders say. And, I don't know, see see previous, uh, you know, bite my ass. She and Lee, Leo get the uh, jingle. Yeah, the summons. And uh, they both orb up to uh, talk to the elders because there needs to be a little uh, reconstruction of this organization. Right. So then the sisters, now that they're alone, are coming up with a plan. You know, um, Phoebe's going to look through the book. Prue's going to, like, three-dimensional chess this. And Piper's like, yes, whatever, whatever we have to do to get rid of her. And they're like, you mean him? And she's like, no. I mean her. So Phoebe's flipping through the book and she sees the Belthazar page and she she strokes his demon face and she's like, oh, could this ever be a face I could love? And then we pan up to heaven where Leo is dressed in his schlubby guy clothes. Okay, so up up in White Lighter land, Natalie is wearing like White Lighter robes and she's like... A flying nun outfit? Uh, the hood is a little much, yes. The hood has these, like, weird sticky outfits, so it looks like wings when it's flapped back. Yes, yes, because the the hood is, like, highly starched, which means that it doesn't lie naturally when you push it back. And they wanted to push it back so we could see Natalie's face. It wasn't well thought out. But she can't have the hood up, really, because it looks a little clannish. I think it looks Grim Reaper-y, except white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, like... We, we see other people with the robes up, but they just kind of look monkey. Uh, I don't, like monks. Like monks. Like, it doesn't look like they have the weird full starch thing that the collar has when it's down. Maybe? I don't know. No, no, no. They definitely do. See, the part that's the part that's sticking up is the part that would rest along her oh, shoulders. over the shoulders. Yeah. God, that can't be comfortable to wear. Which Leo points out, because she's like, Leo, why aren't you wearing your white lighter outfit? And he's like... Because I'm more comfortable in my regular clothes. Okay, look, I'm 100% on Natalie's side here. Like... Dress for your job? Yeah, you're at work, Leo. Come on! Plus, apparently you can change your clothes mid, uh... Mid-orb? Mid-orb. How uncomfortable can clothes be if they were created out of light while you were orbing? Mm. So, Leo orbs into Phoebe's bedroom, and Phoebe's like... Leo, didn't we have a whole goddamn episode about you not doing this? But he did it because Phoebe wanted to have a private conversation with him. And she's like... I love that how he uses that as an excuse to get out of his conversation with Natalie. Because Natalie's like, Leo, you are being so unprofessional up there. You need to understand... Like, you're, you're not doing your job properly and people are talking. And Leo's like, uh, Phoebe's calling so I can't finish this conversation. What if she needs help? Uh, you know, we can't, we can't ignore a charge when they call for help. Bye! And... It's such a... Yeah. <laughs> I bet he does this all the time to get out of meetings and stuff. Oh my god. Well, because the Charmed Ones are always calling him for stupid shit. So, I bet everybody is annoyed with Leo all the time. I mean, again, he shouldn't have other charges. This should be his full-time job. But, like, yeah, I can see that being really annoying that he can just be like, Up, oh, I have to go whenever. Well, yeah, he must, he must leave, like, general meetings all the time and stuff. Yeah. Anyway... Phoebe wants to tell 
Leo what's bothering her. So she's like, hey, Leo, uh, we have, like, white light or witch confidentiality, right? Like, whatever I tell you, you can't tell anyone, not a soul, and literally. Like, and Leo's like, sure, why not? And she's like, great, I didn't kill Cole. All right, bye! <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Leo's like, what? what, what, what uh, okay, what were you thinking? What? Why? And she's like... He, he saved me and He's so it was cute. it was all romantic and stuff we were fighting that demon guy together and i just i didn't have it in me to throw a little bottle of pink liquid at him so i faked his death and sent him on his way and he was like oh my god phoebe he kills people he's killed so many people so many people are dead because of him because he he killed them until they died from it and she's like but but daddy i love him <laughs> father i love him yeah yeah he's like why would you even tell me this and she's like i need your advice and he's like my advice is to go find him and kill him oh my god so leo storms out of uh leo storms out of phoebe's room and then immediately has a he doubles over in pain and he's like i feel a witch dying somewhere okay how does leo ever get anything done okay okay because this isn't one of his charges he just feels a witch's pain because a witch is being tortured you know how many witches there are in the world i'm assuming there's a fair number okay here's my thought i think he can probably tell that she's in pain but the rest of it is just dramatics that he's doing to get out of this conversation with phoebe leo always has an out for every conversation he's in <laughs> yes Oh, jeez. Leo never has to finish a conversation. Exactly! He can always just be like, oh, the charmed ones need me, or oh, the elders need me. Gone. Or, oh, a witch is being tortured somewhere and I can feel her pain. I love how he falls on the floor and Natalie orbs in and she's like, Leo, there's a witch being tortured. And he's like, why aren't you writhing around in pain? And she's like, because I'm a professional, Leo. I I'm feel a goddamn professional. I feel her pain the same as you are, but I'm not a giant whiner baby who has to make everything about me, me, me. So I feel the stabbing pain in my gut, but I'm just having a regular conversation. <laughs> oh. Anyway, they realize that it's a trap that... This guy is torturing this witch specifically so that a white lighter will show up so he can use the dark lighter bow to kill the white lighter. And thus gain white lighter powers and thus get access to heaven? I mean... Yeah, because then he'd be able to go up to white lighter land and kill the elders. We call it white lighter land. Is there ever like an official name for it? I do not think so. Because it's not like the afterlife. It's, I know it's yeah, it's because it, and it's not it's not heaven. It's not the afterlife. It's not where Grams is. Yeah, it's not where Grams and uh, Patty are, and later Brew. Like they are somewhere else. So it is a celestial realm filled with dead people, but it's not heaven. Because well, dead people who have been promoted to waylighters. Dead people with jobs. <laughs> yeah. So. Natalie tells Leo, like, look, I feel her pain too, but we can't go to her. It's a trap. He just wants our powers. And then we cut to the demon who's sitting there with his crossbow ready to shoot the white lighter who shows up. And he's like, oh my god, this is so boring. Why is your white lighter not showing up? And the witch tells him, she's like, they know what you're up to. You're never going to fulfill whatever evil plan you have. And the guy's like, well, I guess they're not coming for you, so... There's really no good reason for me to keep listening to you. Pew, 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 pew. 
death. Also, he says he's been trying, he's been enacting this plan for 10 years. Okay, I guess that tracks, because we the first witch we hear about him killing was in 1989. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, that just doesn't seem like a long time in demon years. Oh, I thought you were going to go with, why is this taking him so long? It's not there, like there's a lack of dark lighters or white lighters. I mean, was he waiting for the witch with the deflection power? I mean... He waited 10 years to find a witch with deflection power? That just feels like he's unmotivated to go looking. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if he's been working on this for 10 years, he should have more powers or better powers. I don't know. He like he decided which powers he needed and then decided he was only going to Actually, you know what? This isn't this isn't a bad idea. He decided what powers he needed and decided he was only going to kill witches who had those powers. So that he didn't attract so much attention to himself that he got stopped ahead of time. I guess. It, it feels like one of those challenge runs where you do an RPG with, like, minimal yeah. leveling or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to invade heaven, but I'm only going to have, what, three powers when I do it? Yeah. And a crossbow that kills angels. I mean, that is pretty. Yeah. But, like, the elders can shoot lightning and stuff, like... I feel like best case scenario, you nail maybe one elder, get a bunch of white lighters, maybe one elder, and then you get kerploded. And then, as we find out later, elders are just promoted white lighters, so even if you kill an elder, they're just going to promote a white lighter. Yeah. Also, also, white lighters can heal dark lighter venom. That even comes up in this episode. So if you go to a place where there's a bunch of white lighters... They're just going to heal each other before they die of the white lighter venom. Or it, dark lighter venom. See, this is a terrible plan. This is this is the Theranos of plans. Yes. But if, it if sounds we... impressive. It is an impressive thing to put on your demon resume. Maybe he's just planning on going up, shooting one white lighter with dark lighter uh, arrows, and then coming back down and being like, Hey, invaded heaven, put it on my resume. So we don't do, like, cutesy titles anymore, but if we did, I feel like we should call this one the Theranos of Demon Plans. Yes. So Leo's like, hey, Piper, I feel like I'm not doing a good job of protecting you because my feelings for you are clouding my judgment, so... You know, like, what the elders said was the reason we couldn't get together in the first place? Yeah, so I think I'm just gonna have to peace out of this conversation. <laughs> and then she, like, kisses him and he orbs away while they're kissing, which he knows she hates! You know what? I mean, it has to be kind of gross, right? You get, like, a little bit of your boyfriend in your mouth. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you know what? I'm on Piper's side now. Leo, God damn it, Leo. Leo never, Leo never enters a conversation unless he has an out. And he always has an out. God. Leo has never finished a conversation in his goddamn afterlife. Right? Ugh, the white lighter goodbye, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Natalie's like, okay, I'm your white lighter now, and we're going to do things different around here. I'm a real hard ass, and, you know, I'm going to turn you into hardened battle witches like that girl I got killed at the beginning of the episode. Also, um, I disapprove of the way you are all dressed. Yeah, no more boob shirts when you're going into combat. Do you hear me, Prue? No more boob shirts. When we're doing our hard ass training later in the episode, I don't want to see any boob shorts out of you. To be fair, Prue does say, well, then I have nothing to wear. 
And yes, when we see them practicing, uh, Prue is wearing, as you put it when we were watching the episode, a very boobtastic shirt. Yes. Which I want to point out, because Prue is being very dismissive of Natalie in this episode. That is basically the main thing Prue is doing in this episode. Mm-hmm. There was an earlier episode where Prue bought them all sneakers. Right? Where she was like, when demons attack, we're always wearing impractical footwear. Like, when I had, when, uh, when, when those, uh, eyesight demons stole that kid from that park and I had to chase after them in wedgies and a tube top. So, like, I got us all sneakers so we can be prepared for this sort of thing. And then someone else comes in and says the same thing. She's like, no, that's stupid. I do what I want. So we don't talk about the fashion a lot, but I do want to talk about the fashion just briefly. We don't make it an, a point to talk about the fashion. Often it is so striking that we cannot help but discuss it. Yes. I was going to say, I feel like we, we spend a fair amount of every episode talking about the fashion. Okay. It's not its own individual segment. It's just an ongoing thing one must address if you were talking about Charmed. But Prue is wearing a low-cut t-shirt, a scoop-neck t-shirt, with a camo print, which, by the way, was really in fashion at the time, but it's cut so low that you can see the pink lace of her bra underneath it. And I feel like this is just her fuck you to Natalie. She's like, all right, I'm dressed for battle. But Piper has put on, like, a long sleeve, easy to move in, but not so loose that it's going to make an easy grab point shirt. And she's tied her hair up really tight. She didn't just put it in a ponytail. She has, like, a ribbon wrapped all the way around the ponytail so that there's no nothing, like, floating free. I feel like Piper is actually taking this seriously, probably because she knows that she's still on probation. And she, even after Leo's <laughs> being a total dick, really wants to marry him for some reason. And Phoebe's just wearing athleisure wear. Yeah. It's fine. Except for Prue's shirt, none of this is inappropriate for exercise yeah so natalie's being like a drill sergeant which i guess technically falls under the purview of white lighters guiding ness mm -hmm. but again you're not watchers yeah you, it's not your job to train them to fight so she picks up like a piece of wood and is like okay so pretend this is the crossbow what are you gonna do and they immediately take her out. And she's like, but what if you hadn't been able to do that? And it's like, okay, but Natalie, they were. Yeah, I, uh, but what if I had embarrassed you? Right? <laughs> like, because Prue just telekinetically flicks the thing out of her hands. And she's like, ah, but what if I was a clone? And Prue's like, I would have telekinetically. I don't run out of telekinesis points. I mean... Sometimes it kind of seems like I do, but, like, I can lift two crossbows. We've we've fought multiple demons at once before. It's not a... Yeah, right? And Piper's like, I would freeze. And Natalie's like, but what if I deflected it? And then Phoebe's like, I would kick you. And she's like, okay, but what if I was just a clone? And it's like, well, if you were just a clone, you wouldn't have the crossbow, because there's only one crossbow. Mm -mm. And... Prue is so done with this. She's like, I would just do this. And she was just telling Kinesis to knock it out of her hands. And she's like, ah, but what if I had teleported behind you? It's like, well, you didn't, though, <laughs> did you? And, and, notably, that's one of the powers that he has that you as a white lighter also have and you didn't do it. So. 
maybe she is going to be faster than him, Natalie. Did you ever think about that? Like, and, and she, she goes off on this tear about like, look, I know you think you're all hot stuff because, uh, because you defeated Balthazar who defeated the triad, but you know, this guy is going to chew you up and spit you out like you were yesterday's hot pocket. I don't know. It's. It, it, it doesn't matter. She launches them into a training montage. You know, there's a workout song about kicking ass and Prue runs up a wall. And Natalie can throw energy balls? White Lighters can throw energy bals? I don't know. Like... I they're, Maybe they're not real energy balls. It's just, like, the idea of an energy ball. Yeah, like, one, one hits Piper and it seems like it hurt her a little bit. So maybe they're not, like... Maybe they wouldn't take out a demon or whatever. But I still think... It's worth Leo maybe whipping those out next time a demon attacks. Here's the thing. Piper is running around. Well, Natalie throws these balls at her and she uses her freeze power to stop them. And then Natalie hits her while she's, like, dodging and weaving. Her power is to freeze things. She shouldn't be dodging and weaving. She, She should be standing still, focusing on freezing what's coming at her. And the same with Prue. Prue, she runs up the building like that. She should just be standing still and throwing things. Like, we, do you not understand what a witch is, Natalie? No, I mean, they're n- not n- slayers. Yeah, I, I, not to keep going to this well, but this it feels charmed is. Yeah, yeah. It it this we are we are very deep in the throes of them biting Buffy Celio. I've said that too many times for it to... But... You don't just straight up throw a Watcher-style training montage. Because this Buffy had so many of those by this point, and it's weird. It's a weird thing for Natalie to do. You're right. Shouldn't they be focusing on using their powers? Yeah. Yeah. You know who didn't do, like, kickboxing when they were fighting vampires? Willow! Anyway, now they're at P3 for some reason. I don't know. I guess they just needed to use the set this week. Yes, they are writing the spell to defeat... What's his bucket? We we have not said his name, but it's Ames. Ames. Uh, They're specifically... And you know what? This is the kind of thing it should have focused on. They're specifically trying to write a spell that counteracts all of the different powers that he has. And this is the kind of thing that Phoebe used to do, you know, really fun. Where it was like, oh... I'll combine this spell and this spell and using this language, it would counteract this thing, but no. When spellcraft used to be like Phoebe's thing because she didn't have an active power. Yeah, she got she got the the levitation thing and all uh all that just went right out the window, huh? Yep. Yep. So Natalie looks over their spell and she's like, Well it'll work, but it's it's very trite. It's sloppy work, but it'll do. And these these rhymes are a little basic, girls. I don't think these beats are quite fresh enough, but they'll have to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Natalie's gonna make herself bait. She's gonna orb in so that he tries to shoot her, and then the girls will be able to take him and take him out. Mm. So she orbs over to the now very very dead witch. Who was being tortured before. Hmm. And it's like, you know what? If you hadn't made them do a training montage, maybe you could have saved her. Just throwing that out there. So, 
he shoots a bolt at Natalie. Natalie orbs away. The charmed ones uh, telekinetically move the crossbow. So he disappears, but the crossbow stays behind. Yeah, they, they pull the crossbow out of his hand and he disappears. Hmm. Yep. Oh, also at some point he got shape-shifting. Tran- transmogrification. Transmogrification. shape-shifting. Yeah, so they grab the crossbow and they go back to the house and they're like, yeah, we don't know where he is, but we got the crossbow. And, um, yeah, the, the, the crossbow is... Him. He shapeshifted, he transmogrified himself into the crossbow. That's and pretty smart. That is pretty smart. And he shoops back into himself and voips away with Natalie. Oops. Yeah. Because when they hand Natalie the crossbow, they're like, that was easy. Too easy. And Natalie's like, see, things are too easy when they go, when, when, when you're following a plan. When you're following a plan, then everything goes perfectly smoothly. See, you're just not used to following a plan. And then the crossbow turns into Ames and he teleports away with her. So you have to imagine that the Charmed Ones are like, oh no, I can't believe that happened. Well, I'm, like, watching this, and I'm like, yeah, that's what happens to you story-wise when you come between, uh, Leo and Piper. A demon comes and orbs you away. Dorbs, right? Oh, right, because it's a dark orb. He dorbs you away. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's unfortunate. Also, he deflects the sisters when they try to stop him from teleporting away. So now the Charmed Ones are like, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Now we have to save Natalie. I know this is such a minor quibble and maybe it changes when the power transfers or something, but I I guess maybe it might be a family-based thing. I I was like, wouldn't wouldn't the power deflection thing not work on the Charmed Ones because it's a good witch power and good witch powers don't work on other good witches, but. Uh, No, okay, so that can't possibly happen with powers that are stolen because otherwise warlocks wouldn't exist that's true so yeah um by the way they all changed before they start went to their fight so they changed out of their workout gear into fighting gear which i bring up just because um shouldn't their workout gear be their fighting gear number one yes number two how much time did you waste changing your outfits (laughs) well i mean the witch was already dead by that point Mm. but most importantly Prue's fighting outfit is a green pleather corseted halter top, and she's just like, all of her clothing is just one giant fuck you to Natalie at this point. I'm going to wear the most impractical <laughs> thing ever. I'm I'm going to wear a uh, full body reverse thong and platform boots. That's going to be my outfit. Uh, I'm going to wear a negative bra. It creates anti-support. <laughs> It makes everything way looser. Anyway, we cut back to Ames torturing Natalie because he's trying to... I don't know. Yeah, well, he stabs her, but he's like, I could stab you more times to kill you faster, but something, something, I'm really evil or whatever. Yeah, I guess. It's weird because he has her in the same position he had the witch in, which makes it look like he's using her for bait, but he's not. Like... This is dumb, Ames. You should kill her quickly and steal her power before the Charmed Ones, like, get their shit together. Nope. I mean, I mean, he does, he does kill her before the Charmed Ones get their shit together. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, nope, the Charmed Ones don't get their shit together. She, you know, he's like, maybe, maybe, if there was someone who loved you. (laughs) But no one does, she dies, he sucks out her power and... 
honestly, this plan kind of hinges on them letting Natalie die. Well, he uh, he just believed that he was more powerful. No, but I mean, like, he orbs up to White Lighter Land, and he starts shooting arrows at the first person in a row he sees, but the person telekinetically deflects the arrow because it's Prue. So, like, they were kind of just letting him kill Natalie then, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because this whole thing, them waiting for him in White Lighter Land, kind of hinges on him taking her power after she dies. Yeah. That they could have... They could have tried to save her before that and they didn't that's that's not that's not wrong i mean ames literally mentions that white lighters can heal other white lighters when he's torturing her i don't i don't i okay whatever so they very easily kick his ass uh, because he was caught off guard he wasn't expecting the hooded figures to be the charmed ones he was flat-footed also i'm pretty sure yeah we've seen leo use telekinesis have we? Back when we didn't know what he was. Got it. So Got it. I'm sure that's non-canon now, but uh, we saw him using it to uh, look for the Book of Shadows when the girls were going to get their powers. Right, to, uh... right, right, right. But I mean, I, uh, maybe white lighters can't use their powers in self-defense or something. I don't know. Anyway, Ames is dead now. And Leo's... Yeah, they, they all drop their individual verses addressing each of his powers and then he explodes. And Leo's like, all right, well, that's done. And they're like, yeah, sorry, uh, Natalie had to die. And he's like, no, no, it was for the greater good. She would have wanted it that way. The greater good. The greater good. And Piper's like, enjoy seeing White Lighter Land while you can because you're going to lose all memories. And Leo's like, not this time. Because if the elders are anything, it's fickle. And that's definitely what you want from, like, the source of all good. Oh my god, they are the source of all good. Yeah. They, they serve the same function as the source of all evil. Wow. Ugh. That's... Yep. Yeah. Also, 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 the weird thing where Piper thought she was only in White Lighterland for, like, a day, but it turns out that she was there for several months. Yeah, not, that doesn't happen. Not a thing this time. That was, again, just the elders fucking with them. They're like, hey, I wonder what will happen if you take Piper out of action for two months. Hey, Nothing. I mean, except the Charmed Ones didn't pay any of their bills and they got all of their stuff turned off. Uh, so, we're back at P3. The band of the week is performing. It's time for a debriefing. And they, Piper and Prue tell Phoebe that the DA investigator called and she's like, did you say it was urgent? And they're like, Prue, Cole is dead. How could it be urgent? And it's like, I don't know. They could have figured out. There could have been some sort of security tape that made it look like Phoebe killed Cole. I just... They could have been like, hey, you know, one of Cole's neighbors very conspicuously saw Phoebe entering the apartment right before he disappeared forever. The apartment that had a lot of his blood just lying around in it. I mean, I feel like there's a very strong circumstantial case against Phoebe. Right? It's It would be very easy for Phoebe to get railroaded here and... Piper and Prue think that she actually did kill Cole. So it would be very hard to disprove that she killed Cole. So Piper sees Leo from across the room. She's like, you know what? I'm bored with talking about your dead boyfriend. I'm going to go stick my tongue into my dead boyfriend. Yup. So she goes over to uh, to Leo. and Leo's But he's like, like, I got to talk to Phoebe about the thing. He just grabs, 
he just grabs his, her face in his hand and pushes her to the side so he can talk to Phoebe. He's like, hey, Phoebe, you know the thing about how you didn't kill Cole? I'm so sorry I failed you as a white lighter. I should have I should have made it more clear. Demons are bad. Don't have sex with them. That's on me because I didn't impart to you that demons are bad and you shouldn't have sex with them. Uh, and Piper comes back and Leo's like, oh, hey, uh, the elders decided that since you killed Ames, even though you let Natalie die to do it, uh, you're good and we can get married. And they're like, we killed a lot of demons. Like, seriously, we've been doing this for so long. We've killed a bunch of dark lighters, even. Not a bunch, but... And Leo's like, oh, well, this one was a direct threat to the elders, so this one was more important. Yeah. Eh. So, now, Piper and Leo are actually, actually engaged, because now they are allowed to get married, so... Yay! Yay. This episode was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Honestly, it gave us more to talk about than I thought we would. Well, it's a, it's a fertile ground for ideas. Just, it's... Yes. And it's important because this is where Piper and Leo get cleared to get married. And uh, I guess we get more white lighter lore, kind of. Yeah. God, Leo seems completely unaffected by Natalie's death. He's just like, eh, it happens. Like, wasn't she really important to you? Like, apparently you knew her when you were alive, which is weird. No, I, I mean, assumed... It, she I was assumed, like a nurse. Yeah, she was like a... yeah. I mean, it, it's weird that they still hang out post-death. I mean, I guess it's not weird, weird, but... No, no, so I assume what happened is Leo died and he was like, hey, do we get some sort of bonus if we refer other people <laughs> to white lighters? Because there was this really great medic I worked with and she would make an awesome white lighter. So, uh, uh, I mean, that has to be how it went down, right? I hope that's not how being a white lighter works. Nepotism! I mean, uh, uh, like, it, we can't that... get into, like, the, there, there's a... We can't get into it. There's so much stuff later, but... So, uh, the next episode we're going to talk about is Wrestling with Demons. Oh my god! Oh my god, this is the one with Ron Perlman. The witches risk their lives in an underworld wrestling ring to save a man's soul. This also was, like, cross-promotion with some wrestling company. I, I don't know which one. I'm not a wrestling person. Despite being a nerd in a bunch of other ways, I just never got into wrestling. But it's a, it's a cross-promotional thing, so there are some actual wrestlers from this time period in there. All right. But, uh, yeah. Also, it's another one of Prue's one-off love interest, guys. Yeah, I, I guess she gets a few more of those before she dies, doesn't she? Well, they're just not willing to commit to a new love interest for her because they're like, yeah, she's probably on her way out. I mean... Hey, remember Jason, who got one episode and then got mentioned in the next episode? God, yes. I, I don't know that that's what was going on, though, because I, I don't think they really knew what they were going to do with Shannon Doherty until, honestly, between seasons three and four. I mean, they did leave it open as to who was going to die. I, they made it seem very much like it was Piper who died. Because Piper and Prue both got blown through the wall, and Phoebe was trapped in the underworld, so they really could have easily have killed any one of the sisters between seasons. Yeah. Well, and I don't think they were planning when they wrote that on killing any of them. Hmm. But, yeah, also, they're, they're not committing to giving Prue a love interest. I mean, Andy was good for the first couple episodes in season one, but... And I like Jack, but not as a love interest, more as Prue's co-worker. Who I, was... I was never really on board with Jack. 
Yes, I know. He starts out as a total douche. And then he sends his identical twin to investigate her. That's so creepy and not okay. Yeah, but then he spends the rest of his time on the show just doing her job because she doesn't feel like it anymore. Okay, that's pretty funny. So, uh, should we talk about our segments? Uh, yes, we have our own power of three. Let's uh, tap into that power. The first of the powers in our pack is premonitions, where we look into the past, present, and future and see who is, was, or will become famous. I want to say Ames was somebody. I didn't look him up, but he... Uh, he was... Oh, oh sorry, go he, on. he wasn't anybody that I recognized. He had the look of, like... A guy who's the bad guy in a lot of stuff, but I didn't recognize him from anything in particular. Well, Natalie is Audrey Wazalewski, who is a character actress. She's been on a lot of stuff, but the thing that I think our audience and, and you, Max, would know her from most is playing Cindy Schatz on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh! Oh, yeah. 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 Huh. Uh, okay. Good for her working consistently. I mean, she also had a pretty big part on Mad Men and a pretty big part on uh, Big Love. So, like, she's... she's... Well, yeah, uh, that, uh, that sounded sarcastic, but honestly good in her for working consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be a recognizable name to make a living as an actor. Oh, also, apparently, I, I learned as I was looking at her IMDb, her main thing that she does is voice acting. Oh. Yeah, so... Yep, so that's that's my premonition. Yep, that, that is the premonition for this episode. Time freeze. What, if anything, specifically dated this episode? I don't really have anything that dates this episode. I didn't. I mean, outside of that montage being just incredibly Buffy-y, that's the only thing. And even that, like, montages are always a thing. Like, yeah, there was nothing really that specifically dated the episode for me. There was no weird tiny laptop nobody left something on someone's answering machine yeah there was no tech stuff to look out for there was no weird references honestly this episode in keeping with not really having any heft was timeless Mm. you could drop it in any time period and it still works as well as it works which brings us to our last segment telekinesis what if anything genuinely moved you i I mean, it's what we've been talking about all episode. The whole thing with this episode is that it didn't move me. Okay, this didn't... The moment in the episode itself didn't particularly move me. But I do really like that Phoebe and Leo have this sort of separate friendship that's really different from any dynamic we've seen in the show before. Yeah, okay, so it doesn't move me emotionally, But I really love the way that this mirrors the fact that for a long time, Phoebe was the only one who knew that Leo was a white lighter. Yeah. And knew what his deal was. Like, I like that. doesn't move me, but I like it. Yeah, I I like the acknowledgement of the deeper relationship that these two have outside of him just being, you know, their white lighter or her sister's boyfriend. They have their own separate friendship, which I like a lot. Yeah. But basically, this episode is trying to telekinesis me. And I'm just like, Natalie, I'm like, okay, but what if I blinked behind you and stabbed you in the back? So I believe that will do it for the powers in our pack. We uh, we did not get a lot of use out of our power of three this week. Yep, nope, nope. Power three is, is not... Which is appropriate because I feel like the show 
this particular episode, the thing I noticed when we were talking it through is how much Phoebe is separated from her sisters through the episode. They lack the power of three for most of the episode itself, which makes sense because, of course, Phoebe is separated from them because of the secret she has about not killing Cole. I, like, when you talk about it, the themes are really strong in this episode. It's just... It's, you, I didn't feel I'm watching it. Yeah. And, again, it's not a bad episode. There's a lot of stuff... And it doesn't have that thing that a lot of episodes that could be good that aren't have where I feel like, oh, if this only had a few more drafts, like, because there's nothing expressly wrong. There's no big thing I can point at and say, this is why this didn't work. And unlike a lot of filler episodes, I feel like this one has more weight the more we talk about it, as opposed to less. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's not bad. It's It's not a... fine. It's not an episode I would recommend anyone watch, but... I mean, that's kind of few and far between with Charmed anyway. Well, the main way that I watched Charmed between when I, like, watched the whole show and now when we're doing this, mm-hmm. the main way I watched Charmed was when I was in a hotel that had cable and I turned it on and Charmed was on TV. I would watch whatever episode was on. I would not turn it off if this was the episode that was on. So the way I watched it was that they did reruns on, I think, TNT about, uh-huh. at about four. And if I got... When I got home from school, the first thing I would do would be flip on whatever episode of Charm TNT was playing. So I started in the page years, and it took me a while to see the Prue stuff. So, um, I think I watched the show a bit later than you did. And it was airing in the mornings on TNT when I was watching it, but I just got all the DVDs and just watched it like that. Yeah, I, I remember being really excited when the first DVD set came out, because I had seen almost no Peru stuff. Now, I did... I have told you about how I watched Buffy, right? Yes. Which was watching it in the morning, the two episodes that aired every morning. Yeah. So, I think that does it for this week. I think that'll about do it. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Mara Cruz, Benjamin, Kate, Dan, and Jen. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook page, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter, or at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Hallowell Manor. Manor.